Hello and welcome to Future Fuzz, the digital marketing podcast. This week I speak to Andy Evans, founder of Digital Founders Club and syndicate investor in Blue 14. Andy is also invested in a range of companies including Stitched, Aura Ads and Underground Ecom. Let's get on with the podcast. So Andy, you've got a you know you've got a lot of experience uh, in many things, and you do work with a, a lot of startups, especially with the work that you do at Blue Fourteen. Um, what would be great to talk about today is how startups can scale in a downturn. So obviously we're heading in; we probably are in a recession already. We might be heading into quite a long recession. So, what advice would you give uh, to startups at the moment, and, and how can they uh, how can they grow? Yeah, well look. There's a silver lining in every cloud, right? So even though things might look tough going ahead, and certainly they will be for many companies, um, there's always winners uh, as well as losers uh, within the industry, whatever you're looking at. So some people will sell more, someone will sell less, some people have better margins, other people won't, right? So um, I think the thing to do is try not to focus too heavily on the negativity. Don't get uh, drawn in by what's going on in the press. Um, you know, and what your friends might say and so on, you know, uh, be uh, focused on, on your business and, and lean into the areas that um, are actually looking like they're, they're going to profit and, and do well out of uh, the downturn. So I think that's an example of, of, of something you can pay attention to as well. Um, positivity is an important thing to say. Again, don't get dragged down by, um, by all the news that you're hearing. Um, and um, there's, there's a really great book that you might want to read or something you might want to have a look at is um, Who Moved My Cheese? Um, and um, that book talks about um, people relying too much on existing clients or existing sources of income and not seeking new ones. So again, looking out for those new uh, areas of income and new kinds of clients that you might want to work with. Um, but of course, on top of that, the other thing to pay attention to is, um, look, cash is king. Um, pay really close attention to your P&L. Um, look at it on a month-to-month basis if you don't already. Um, keep it really tight um, and be aware. Have, have a good, firm forecast on what you're doing in terms of what your costs and overheads are in terms of running the business. Um, and make sure that all nicely flows through into a really clear cash flow. Uh, and be realistic with your numbers. Um, don't put numbers on your spreadsheet that you're wishing for. Um, put numbers on the spreadsheet that are realistic. And, um, and that way, I think you can keep a firm hold on things. So a combination of those things should Fingers crossed, help your audience uh, keep their head above water. I think cash uh, is king is a really important thing to dive into for a lot of startups, especially when there's so much money flowing around with VCs and markets, etc. in the past couple of years. Now companies do really need to focus on cash. Um, do you talk to companies about things like zero budgeting and activities like that? Uh, what do you mean by zero budgeting? Words? Well, zero budgeting is when uh, it's a term that, I, as I understand it, is when people start the beginning of a financial year and they build their budgets up from zero. So they're looking at all of the costs that go into their business and how they can be more efficient and where they can also get new revenue from. Yeah, you know, I, I would just call that going through your P&L and, and, and doing it line by line. I mean, it's really important to literally look at every single line. We all know that both in and out of business, uh, we have the habit of, of signing up for subscriptions, um, whether it be for tools or platforms or Netflix or Amazon TV or whatever it might be. Um, we, we sign up for lots of things. So there may be a lot of things hidden 
in your P&L that you can strip out that you don't need to have. So be ruthless and go through all of that and press the reset button and everything. You know, do you need everything that you've got on that P&L? Don't strip the business back too much. Um, you know, Don't put yourself in a difficult situation and put yourself under undue pressure if you don't need to. Um, but certainly, you know, if you want to call it zero budgeting, look through everything uh, on every single line and make sure that you know. And do it on a regular basis, you know, you know say review it every month. Um, be diligent, make it part of your habit. Um, maybe you have a mentor or a business partner or something like that. Sit down with someone and run through it and talk to each other about why we're we spending money on this. What should we do about that? How can we improve things? And if you're adding to the P&L and you're investing, make sure you're clear about the ROI you're expecting from that investment. You know, if you're investing in a member of staff, what are you expecting to get from them? And check in on those expectations over the next two or three months to make sure you're getting what you want, whether it's revenue or improvements or optimization or better client uh, relationships, whatever it might be. Um, just just make sure you're checking in. So ch- I think checking in if, is maybe alongside cash is king. Checking in is probably check in on a regular basis each month where are you what are we doing line by line keep a close eye on things a closer eye than you've ever done before it's really good experience for a lot of entrepreneurs right to go through those to grow through that i mean after the financial crisis is when i started a company with two other guys and it was definitely an interesting time to start um there's something a little bit different about the recession that we're going into now is um, my feeling is, is there's an, another aspect you need to think about is people and talent and people with good skills and good experience. So there seems to be a, a sort of real, not enough people around on the market. Have you experienced that or, or had any uh, thought about that? Yeah, it depends how you're, um, how you're staffing your company. Um, I'm actually a, a great believer in, um, in outsourcing as much as you can. Um, building and managing a team is an expensive exercise Um, it's time consuming um, and and difficult not to say there is no value in building a team locally because there is but think about the people you need near you and the people that you don't need near you and think about are there uh, opportunities for you to outsource right because um, that changes the contractual obligations between you and whoever you're asking to do the work um, it also will probably have a positive impact in terms of the cost of that person because they could be based anywhere in the world. Of course, the pandemic has helped us to uh, become more used to using Zoom and, and other platforms like that on video communication. It really doesn't matter where people are. You can might even ask yourself, do you need a, an office? I work with several businesses that are quite large and, and don't even have an office. Um, and they all work virtually and it's, it's, it's very doable. Um, so, you know, uh, think about those kind of things, the overheads that, that you get with having staff. Um, what are they? And, 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 and really do think about that outsourcing opportunity or contracting opportunity. Um, and yeah, you'll hear in the market, there's not enough people. There's more jobs, not enough people. And you say it's unusual because there is actually a lot of employment out there at the moment. But of course, um, there are equally a number of companies that are, are making layoffs. Um, and um, and those people will either have to consider taking a haircut on the packages they had before going forward, um, or I suspect many of them are going to be entrepreneurial and start their own businesses. So they're going to be listening to this podcast and uh, taking some of this advice with a bit of luck. I really hope so, right? I think it's a great <laughs> opportunity for them if they've left a very well-paid job and they've got some savings in the bank and they want to try and try and set up on their own. I think it's a really it, great time to start a company, yeah, right? 
these times create opportunity they, they create um vibrance and there are always new opportunities and new ways or um you know slicker ways or in more inexpensive ways of doing things and people that have been in large organizations are in a good good position to spot those things um and to then say well, let's let's start a business on the back of that you know some of the best businesses um that are started are are, are based on real world needs not just oh, i've got a crazy idea let's do this do this crazy idea but like when you find a need and you you fix that need and you deliver something which helps to to fix that problem um, that's a real genuine business opportunity and and clearly if you had the need there's lots of other people that have, have had it as well and if you can build a business around that that can be really powerful hey we hope you are enjoying this podcast if there is subjects you would like discussed or questions answered, drop us a line at info at Future Fuzz, your guide to digital marketing. Yeah, fantastic. It's it's very interesting. I mean, I was speaking to someone just the other day about mm-hmm. more more people coming onto the market because there's sort of been a lot of big tech companies that are letting um, people go into the thousands, right? Yeah. Um, and they their pay packets let's be honest they've probably been inflated um mm-hmm. because of the demands on the market and because they were you know there was so much growth going about and, and so much money flying around and they are going to have to take a haircut but hopefully they'll be brave enough to do so because it is a great time to do something new i think i mean it's an, a, a fantastic opportunity for them look you know just a word of caution on that as well if um you know, I'm painting everybody with the same brush here, which is is incorrect, and I sort of I'm, I'm reluctant to even say it. But in my experience, um, people who have had jobs in big corporate businesses um, don't always fit comfortably into medium and small businesses, and I should, which I'd imagine is some of your, some if not most of your audience. Um, so if you find somebody who's willing to take a haircut that comes from one of these big corporate businesses, be really clear about what you expect from them. Again, it's an investment. I'm investing in something. What do I expect to get back out of this? Uh, what are my expectations from this person and are they going to be able to deliver them? And um, going from a much larger corporate environment to a medium or small business is a big step um, and it's a, a culture change. Um, so I'd say, you know, again, I'm, it's not to say that's the case across the board, but it's certainly a word of warning to anybody that's recruiting because recruiting is expensive. It's time consuming. If you get it wrong, um, it can it can really hold the business back. So uh, just uh, tread carefully on that on that path. Brilliant advice. That's really, mm-hmm. really good. All right, Andy, let's let's change the subject a little bit. I asked you in preparation for the podcast today about the biggest lessons you've learned in marketing. It's quite a might be a bit of a difficult question, um, but I'm really curious. Right. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned um, in marketing practices that you've implemented? Yeah. So ultimately, I'm a salesman, right? Um, I come from a sales background. I started uh, in media sales uh, when I was 16. In fact, even before that, I, I had my own um, ticket agency when I was 14, 15, 16. So I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, and through many, many years of sales, um, and sales and marketing are the same thing, effectively. Marketing is an arm of sales, and they work symbiotically together. Um, but for me, I, I always distill it down to something really simple, which is you find the need and you fulfill the need, right? You find what people want and you give it to them. 
Um, now, the thing is, what people do is they will build businesses and they'll get very excited about the technology or the platform or the solution. And, um, you know, Dale Carnegie's book about how to influence and influence people is a really good one to read on this uh, subject as well, is that everyone's interested in themselves, right? They're not interested in me or you or anybody else. They're interested in themselves, right? What is this thing going to do for them? And I hear too many businesses, um, particularly in the investment world, which I work mostly in, um, and obviously my background is in marketing and technology, and um, that people uh, will have a fantastic idea, a fantastic bit of technology, but they try and sell the technology, not what the technology does and how it can help improve their, their life, their work, whether it can save them money, save them time, make things smoother, whatever it is that it does. Focus on what the outcome is, not what you do. And think about it from their perspective. I heard somebody say the other day at an investment conference and, um, you know, they, they were reminding people that, you know, when you're selling something to a to somebody, whatever it might be, particularly for selling business, let's say you're selling business to business solutions, um, you're actually helping somebody uh, not to, not just to solve a problem, but also you're helping them on the ladder of their career. If you make them look good and you do a really good job for them, then they are going to look great in front of the team around them and their bosses, and they are going to go through an accelerated career, career growth on the back of the great things that you can do for them. And then those people will be your best friends for, for business forever because they'll be grateful for what you've done and they'll recommend you and they'll advise you and they'll carry on working with you. And when they move from one company to another, they'll they'll go with you. And, and I see you nodding, Justin, because you've seen this happen, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, exactly I'm smiling, works, I'm right? thinking and about I, it. Now, I know exactly, yeah. I know we've had this experience together. It's, uh, um, it, it's something that is forgotten. So just really just simple, 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 put yourself in the shoes of um, the company or the person that you're trying to sell to. What is it that they want? What emotionally or financially, um, is going to motivate them uh, and remember that if it's a b2b thing you're actually helping them on their career path if you do a great job that's that's absolutely yeah i'm nodding and smiling along because i've had some great advice from um uh, probably one of the most influential people that i've worked with called carol coston so we worked together in my first job in cheltenham doing graduate recruitment sales and she told me, she said something along the lines of, is that everyone has got a boss. So if you can make that person's life easier and make mm. them not look good towards their boss, but just make their life easier and make yeah. and help them achieve to please those around them and help them progress, especially in B2B, yeah. then yeah, indeed, you've got, a, you've got a friend and a client for life because you, you're helping them to, to progress. So that I would yeah definitely agree with that 100%. It's so important. And another thing you mentioned as well is like also tapping into a little bit of emotion. So, mm. you know, we're, it's, it's people at the end of the day. People buy a Tesla. People um, use a B2B service. It's, it's people at the end of the day. And you've got to relate as well to the emotional side of a, mm. of a marketing and a sales process because... Um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's important as well at the end of the day, and I think people often forget that too. Definitely, mm. well, good, good good sales and good good marketing is um, is 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 grows from storytelling. Um, you know, what is the story? You know, go back to the Simon Sinek why. Um, you know, there's all great reference resources to go and learn from. But why do you do what you do? Well, once upon a time, I was walking down the street and I thought. 
I could do with a, bit, a longer dog lead. So I invented one, right? You know, so I just, and, and you know, and I'm a, I'm a dog lover. I've always had dogs and, you know, and I love walking dogs. Now I, you know, own a dog sanctuary or I don't know what it is, you know. So I just, there's a story. Everyone's got a story and people love stories and people like to talk about, so, oh, wow, I'm working with this this company at the moment they make dog leads and they make these really long dog leads but the reason why they did it was you know and you so there's a story there's a narrative and um you know people love stories people remember stories people buy into stories particularly if those stories have a good why behind them like why did you do it why 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 you do it how is it going to help you and don't have got of course remembering that's not just something for you but you've done it because you want to help other people and this is something for them as well um, so absolutely storytelling and, and, and the why of, of what you're doing is, is a really important part of it and something. And these, these are all sort of simple cornerstones, really. You could just take each one of these things and, and, and think about them on their own um, and everything else comes from that. Thanks for tuning in and making the choice to listen to this podcast. If you liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe. Future Buzz is sponsored by Shapala. Shoppable ads and express checkouts for e-commerce. Future Fuzz, your guide to digital marketing.